biggest thing in order to make this market work for you is to um, educate your uh, clients in your sphere and then also provide options. I think people are much more excited about the real estate transaction when they don't feel like you're just making decisions for them. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. Today I get to interview Rachel Grun. Rachel and I met on social media. We've been chatting a little bit on there. She runs a podcast, she does apartment investing, and she's also an active real estate agent up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, just a short three or four hour drive away from me. Rachel, how's it going? Hey, Aaron. Thanks for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. The So what's real estate like in Dallas right now? The uh, what, like, What's the market like? What are people doing? What, what are people saying? Like, are you, you word on the street? Gosh, word on the street is kind of all over the place and it's kind of what you make it. This is my MO right now. There has been a lot of griping about a, a you know dramatic market shift, but I've found a lot of opportunities to still, you know, make business and close properties. So it's been gangbusters for me. It's been awesome. But the word on the street right now is that, you know, a lot of buyers are kind of sitting down on the sidelines and seeing what's going to happen in the next couple months. I'm encouraging my buyers to do the exact opposite, which we can get into. But, um, but yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been great. Definitely. Now is the time where you're going to have to separate the wheat from the chaff. You know, the past couple of years, you've had a lot of people throwing themselves at realtors and buying properties. And now it's, you're going to have to lean in more to your educational side of your business. Yeah. That's great. When did you become a real estate agent? Two years ago. Two years ago. So you decided to join in the middle of gangbusters. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and in general, the real estate agents joined the last couple of years are the ones that I'm the most stressed out for and the most worried <laughs> worried for because it's only been like this crazy stuff. How were you able to like have the mindset of making a pivot so quickly? Okay. So I, yes, I started out as an agent two years ago, but I've been in real estate for all of my life. So um, I grew up in a real estate family. I was homeschooled throughout um, my formative years up until high school. And my parents have been real estate investors for like 35 years. So I grew up going to flip properties. I was literally peeling up linoleum tiles and replacing black backsplashes at like 13 years old. Um, and I was calling on sellers, driving for dollars. I'm sure you've you know heard about oh, people yeah. talking about that kind of stuff. And so that's what I was doing. That was my childhood. So and I've been investing in real estate for a long time. And, you know, I started out actually about um, 10 years ago in, in high fashion modeling, which kind of took me all over the world. And I had disposable income, you know, in my early 20s, which not many do. And so I was using that to invest in real estate. And then, of course, COVID happened and the entertainment industry just absolutely dried up overnight. Um, and, you know, my husband and I were living in Los Angeles at the time and we were thinking, you know, is this how we really want to live? Do we want to live a life that's just like, you know, gig work, totally dependent on, you know, something like a pandemic and all that kind of stuff. And we said, no, let's move back to Dallas. We know we want to start a family. So we want to be close to family. And whenever I came back, I was like, well, 
what do I know and what am I comfortable in? Well, it's real estate. I've been doing it my entire life. I know it like the back of my hand. I've done, you know, tons of transactions, owned Airbnbs, apartment buildings, uh, flip properties, rentals. So I was like, you know what? I really want to just do that full time. And so that's when I got my license and jumped into it. So I had already been through plenty of market cycles as a consumer. Um, and so jumping in on the agent side, of course, I mean, it's a completely different beast, but I had a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge and a lot of grit and resiliency to get me through uh, these past couple of years where it's been, like you said, just absolutely so volatile. Yeah. So the, so, so you got in and then what were your, how did you get those first leads in 2021? How did you start to get your first deals because like you had a whole bunch of real estate experience right so you knew mm -hmm. how the process worked the we homeschool our kids and our kids have driven for dollars and been inside a bunch of our flips yep. and things like that so that makes me all excited as i hear that my oldest is 15 um of the the adventures that you had but the so when you finally got into real estate you're like okay now i'm in dallas now i'm an agent how did you get volume how did you get your first customers yeah so um my first year in real estate was Awesome. It was amazing. And um, I think it really helped me, you know, going back to a market where I had a huge sphere of influence, right? I'm from Dallas. My friends from high school still live there, my family. Um, so that was really helpful. But I think, especially when agents are first starting, a lot of people don't want to be an agent's first client. And so I know when, when there's a lot of fresh agents on the market, they're like, well, how do I build credibility to the point where someone would trust me, but they can't build credibility until someone does. So it's kind of a catch 22, right? Well, for me, I had this long storied experience in real estate, which I think really helped me in the beginning because I was able to tell people, you know, I'm a real estate investor. I've closed millions of dollars in business as a consumer. So I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. And, um, you know, every property is an investment. And I was kind of able to play that angle, I guess, whenever I was talking to clients and taking meetings and stuff. So I was able to get my foot in the door because I have a huge sphere of influence in Dallas. Then I was able to close the deal, I think, because of my experience in the business. Yeah. So the, so you talked about now it kind of is what you make it. It's interesting. I've been trying to compare, you know, San Antonio with Austin, with Dallas and Dallas seems to still have like the lowest months of inventory in comparison so far, you know, mm -hmm. the, so, which makes me at least believe from down here that transactions are, are still happening relatively mm -hmm. quickly for the right ones. But you talked about saying that it is what you make it right now. So, um, what are you telling your clients? Are you focusing mostly on buyers right now, or is it buying for yourself? And, and just elaborate on that just a little bit. On, so as far as the Dallas market's concerned, what do you mean when you say it, like, it is what you make it? Exactly. It is what you make it. Um, what I mean by that is that, uh, of course, I have a lot of agent friends that are kind of doom and gloom right now, right? They're concerned about where the market's headed. Um, they're concerned about not having clients. They're concerned about all these things. Whereas I'm saying there are still, there is, I personally believe it's still a great market to buy, right? Especially for clients that don't necessarily have the cash that they needed to go way over asking or guarantee an appraisal gap, you know, even six months ago. So um, for me, what I'm telling clients is I'm telling them, you know, I think that that was a perfect time to get into a home. If an interest rate's of concern to you, you can always refinance later. We could ask for seller concessions to buy down an interest rate for you. You know, I also leverage these programs like rent to own, where I can get a client into a great home that they don't necessarily have to buy back until rates drop if they drop. 
Um, so just educating them on their options. I love to provide like a buffet of options to my clients to make them feel like they have agency over their own choices. And I feel like a lot of people think that there's only one way to buy a house, right? 20% down at the going interest rate. And that's the only way that you can buy a property. It's just not true. So with all these programs that I'm able to offer and the education I'm able to provide, I think clients feel a lot more empowered because with knowledge, right, comes um, empowerment. And then they feel like they can make informed decisions and they have conviction behind those decisions. For my sellers, I am telling them, I'm saying, do you have to sell? Because I think a lot of people right now are selling because they have to, not because they want to. So depending on the circumstance and, you know, a lot of people sell homes for difficult reasons. They're getting divorced. They can't afford their payments. You know, a job's taking them out of state and a family member dies. Like there's a lot of bad reasons to sell a house. And so I have that conversation with them. Are you flexible? Would you be waiting? Would you be willing to wait till early spring? You know, because historically that's a great time to list. If they're not, then I say, okay, then we'll make the best of what we can. And um, we'll go in at a competitive price point and just kind of game plan with them. But I think right now, the biggest thing in order to make this market work for you is to um, educate your uh, clients in your sphere and then also provide options. I think people are much more excited about the real estate transaction when they don't feel like you're just making decisions for them. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time, and when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. There's a lot of superstars out there that use Follow Up Boss. What's your favorite CRM? We're using Follow Up Boss. We use Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. I love Follow Up Boss. I love it. We have action plans now for bringing on new agents. We have action plans for our recruiting. Uh, we call them action plans and follow-up boss, which will trigger tasks for the agents to do as far as calling. Follow-up boss, I like more for the integrations with everything, MailChimp, call action, all those different products. I will say we used Sync and we switched from Sync to follow-up boss. Honestly, the greatest CRM I've ever used, I've used Brivity, Sync. I've looked at Boomtown like Real Geeks, just a bunch of different ones. But me personally, I fell in love with Fub about like seven months ago when I first started using it. I've used Boomtown, I've used LineDesk, I've used Conversion, and I think Follow Up also gives you the most integrations mm-hmm. that are simple, and it gives you the best ability to go and integrate large things into one single solitary platform, yet at the same time, it's still affordable. I do like Follow Up Boss better just because it you can text from the app and things like that. It's just a little more convenient for me. Um, it tracks everything that I need. I can customize it if I want. If I want to go smart list-based, that's fine. If I want to go task-based, it's fine. I think it's one of the best systems and it's very user-friendly. It just really helps me never drop a ball because it's so user-friendly. I don't have a one horse in the race with Follow Up Boss. Purely objective. Follow Up Boss has been the best one that we've found. Now I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, you get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial and check it out especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet, this will be a great one for you to start with. Thanks again. Now back to our show. 
So what avenue are you doing to educate them? Meaning like the, is it when you meet them, you're just spending a lot of time one-on-one educating? Do you any, do, you know, newsletters or things like that that keep people in the loop? I do have newsletters. Um, typically I don't find the biggest conversion on those. I mean, I just know personally speaking, I probably get 45 emails a day that are, you know, newsletters, automated, et cetera. Um, I love the visual element of social media. I think social media has been a huge, um, avenue for me, for my business. And I love to make fun videos. So I'm a horse girl and I have horses here in Dallas and of course, Texas, everyone associates with cowboys and stuff. So I really play into it and I'll make videos on my horses. I'll be galloping down the road and like recording an educational video and like people watch it because it's fun and it's funny, but they're also getting value. Right. So I I do fun, interesting things like that. I think just me sitting in my room saying like, did you know that the interest rates today are, it's just so boring. I mean, just like click, click, click. I would skip right past if I was a consumer. So I try to make it fun. I try to make it engaging. People's attention spans are like 45 seconds. So I try to keep it to 30 seconds. I try to just absolutely blow people's minds in 30 seconds or turn their, you know, what they think or, um, give them something new and fresh and exciting, um, about the real estate market in a, in a quick bite. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing any outbound lead gen for sellers or buyers right now? Is it mostly from sphere and social media or are you, are you aggressively trying to get new sellers aggressively trying to get new buyers? Yeah. Good question. I would say most of my business is from sphere and social media, but, I have seen a huge, um, a huge influx of business from out-of-state agent partners. So I actually, every week, I choose a new city in the country, and I find an agent in that city, whether it's through social media, searching hashtags is amazing. I've started using hashtags on all of my social media posts because there are so many times where I search hashtag Scottsdale realtor or hashtag whatever realtor and find a realtor in that market. And obviously I do some research on them once I find their page, make sure that they're closing transactions and they, you know, are reputable. And then I message them and I say, Hey, you know, I realized you're an agent in this market. I actually do know people in that market and I'd love to be able to refer business to you. If you ever have anyone that's moving to Dallas or looking for a home in North Texas, I'd love to be able to help them as well. You know, I offer whatever 30% referral fee and I've actually had referrals that way. So I think it's so important to reach outside of your city, your town, your sphere, and actually reach out to other agents in other markets because it can kind of be a, a very mutually symbiotic relationship. And I've, I've seen a lot of business that way as well. Yeah. I've had a lot of listeners reach out to me lately that are agents and they said, Hey, I have a buyer that wants to move to this town. Do you know anybody? And then I connect two people together essentially through the podcast that I've met through the podcast that I've met through social media, but that's such a brilliant like um, list of things to do. Like, so agents out there right now, right? So people that are listening, the, what a simple thing to like the two things that that Rachel just gave us advice on. One is like use a hashtag that says Austin realtor, Austin real estate agent, Austin investor, anything using the hashtags, because I think sometimes people like what are hashtags for? Do they use them? Do they not? But now that totally makes sense. You're looking for a realtor in Dallas. You're looking for a real estate agent in Dallas. Find the hashtag. Now you find somebody. And then you find somebody that has a reasonable amount of followers, a reasonable amount of marketing themselves. You try to pick them and go, oh, this could be a person that's about the same size as me. And then you just go do that simple outreach. It seems like anybody could go 
you know, make two, those two adjustments, start using hashtags in theirs. And then also just start doing some outreach on social media, finding an agent, offering to be their referral base, offering because the, because that's free. It doesn't take much time. And the reality is, is it just happens like referrals happen like crazy people that came to the mastermind last year. Um, we had like 60 or 70 people come to the, come to one in May last year in Austin. And we have our own private Facebook page and people pass around referrals on there. Now yep. they're like, Hey, I've got an agent over here. And so people love to do them. Like when someone has a friend, it's, it's totally natural if you're going to move. So, and I got a call from a buddy today that said, Hey, Aaron, I have a real estate advice question. What should I do with my house? Here's, here's my loan rate. I want to move, but it's at two and a half percent. And like, what if I do a 6%? Mm-hmm. What's, what's going to happen now? And it is amazing that just, yeah, by being on there, the referrals are good lead gen. And I'll tell um, you what else, Aaron, it's so important. I think like the other big thing that people should take away is be generous. Like generosity goes such a far way. And so like with my referral partners, I offer them more than the going rate for a referral, right? I think like, I don't know, most people do like 25%. I'll offer them 30 to 40% referral fee. Why? Well, number one, it's a free lead. I didn't work for it, right? And then number two, that lead is mine. If they decide to buy and sell again in the future, or if they refer me out, like I do, you know, make full commission on on that referral. So in the beginning, I'm like, I want to incentivize that I'm the referral partner that you choose in Dallas. And I'm going to do that by offering you above and beyond for a referral fee. So I think it's really important to be generous. Don't be greedy. Um, and then success will follow. I really believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, it's smart too, because there's a lot of the, there's like the different Zillow flex programs or the, you know, this, it was op city that got bought by real. I don't know what they call it now, but it's the, it's the lead gen portion where people are really leaning toward it right now where their, their marketing budgets are smaller. So instead of buying leads and paying for leads flat out, they would rather do an exchange where the lead is free but they give up a chunk of their commission for that lead. And the, but then I've also had people reach out lately and go, Oh, they don't offer that program in my area. They don't offer that program in my area. So that's, that's, that's really smart Mm -hmm. to just aggressively go after that marketing. It's just like signing up for one of the, the flex ones. You don't pay for the lead, then you have it for the future. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So the, so what's your, what are your like predictions over the next year up there for that market? Are you, are you buying personally for yourself as you're investing? So I know for the sellers, you're kind of saying, Hey, do you have to sell now? Like you're doing some outreach and some marketing. You're doing some stuff on social. They reach out and you're like, Hey, do you have to sell? Cause if you don't have to sell, it might, it's probably going to make more sense to wait a few months and we have more time. But if you have an emergency, you have to sell now. Cool. That's almost like a soft close or a negative close. You're like, I don't like really, I shouldn't have the listing now. And they're going to almost trust you more. Like, yes, I need to sell now and let's do it. That's brilliant. And I think that's a, a that's smart. What about on the buyer side? The because there's two things happening on the buyer side, you know, from the marketing that I've seen people pushing out there too. It's saying, well, it's a great time to buy, but rates are higher. And you mentioned earlier you can just refinance. Is there more like what's the ex- extra education that's happening right now? Are you finding a lot of people that are first time buyers that are still on the fence, or is it people that are thinking about switching houses that are on the fence that you're having to, to educate? It's mostly first time home buyers. Um, so, you know, it's people whose their family is, is expanding and they're in an apartment building or they're in, a rent, they're in a rental and they're ready to size up and start, you know, building equity in a property. So especially at my age, you know, I'm 29, I would say like a lot of just my spheres, first time home buyers as well. Um, so, yeah, for them, I think what I'm what I'm, I'm giving them options again, because I think that's so important. And I'm like, you know, if you really want to buy now and you don't, you know, your approval amount hasn't been affected that much by 
rising interest rates and you still feel comfortable with what your lender is saying that you could qualify for, go for it. I think right now is because you can get a home for what you could get for 450, you know, six months ago, you can get for 375 today. So yep. it might not affect your actual monthly payments that much. So that kind of education, because there's a lot of fear mongering and I don't want to play into that. And, I, but I'm also not going to say like, oh yeah, you could definitely get your interest below like 4% because you just can't. And so, but there is still options. And I think that's really important to tell people we can ask for seller concessions to help with the down payment. We can ask for concessions to help buy down your rate. I'll even tell people, Hey, ask your lender if, uh, how much a, a rate buy down would cost and what it would do to your approval amount. You know, I'm like, just do a second approval with those terms and see if you could qualify for actually what you want to purchase, because we could easily negotiate that into a contract. So that sort of stuff. And then I'm also really pushing these um, rent with the right to purchase programs, because not only is it a great option for people that maybe aren't sure how long they want to be in Dallas or they're self-employed and they're actually having a really hard time qualifying for a mortgage and need a couple more years in order to get that qualification all put together. Um, or if it's just people that are waiting out the interest rate, but they don't want to buy whenever it's hot and they have to go way over asking again. So I've converted a lot of people that are like, you know what, I'm going to rent. I say, before you do that, check out this lease with the right to purchase program. And I've converted a ton of people into purchase clients that way, right? Um, and they're super happy because they're, they can start making their house their home. They're not having to move twice, move into a rental and then into a home in a couple of years when they're ready to buy. They're already in the home they're going to buy. And now they can just relax and then finance it on the back end whenever they're ready. So just all those different options and just equipping my clients, you know, with the knowledge they need in order to make an informed decision. Where are you finding the lease to the option? Uh, with the option to purchase? Is it is it listed like that in MLS? Is there like a certain group of properties or investors that you know are doing that? How, Good the, question. I know, I know it's out there, but like the fact that you have it as kind of a major part of your business plan or at least a percentage of your business plan, I don't know many people that are able to do that right now. I converted eight clients last year that were either going to rent or stop looking altogether into full commission purchase clients through that program. And wow. I mean, I swear by it. And it is so awesome. It's zero fee for your client, but you get paid your full commission on closing. So it's awesome. Um, also, so it's through a program called Home Partners of America. And it's not a secret. I think a lot of people know about it. There's another one called Divi as well. Those are the two. I prefer Home Partners of America because it's more flexible and it's just easier for your client. There's less there's less fees. I mean, there's no fees associated with it. So, um, and not only are they able to, even if somebody that just wants to rent, it's a great option because you can actually look for homes for sale on market, regardless of, they don't have to be for rent to purchase or anything like that, just regular homes for sale. And then home partners will write a cash offer on your client's behalf. They purchase the property and then they lease it to your client with, um, agreed upon lease terms that are, you know, agreed upon before you ever go under contract. So as far as the seller is concerned, it's a cash offer, right? And then your client already knows what they're going to pay in rent for the next three years once they execute that purchase. So it's an absolute no brainer. It's been fantastic for my business and for my clients. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui. Thank you for letting me interrupt for a second. I've got something really, really important to talk about. 
You know how last year we kept talking about that mastermind? What is the mastermind? What are we talking about with that mastermind? Last May, there was like 60 or 70 people of you listeners that had never met, flew out to Austin, Texas. We all hung out at this awesome event center and we spent a couple days with some great guest speakers talking about skills and strategies to succeed in real estate. And then we had these mastermind tables where everyone rotated, everyone got to meet everybody, everyone got to provide value. Some of the agents there had only done one or two deals ever. Some of the agents there had done hundreds of deals and they all got to interact and help each other build their business and build their strategies. And I've heard so many stories of friendships that came from that, of referrals that have come from that. There were six or seven people at that one that heard me talk about doing an Ironman and we all did an Ironman together in, in North Carolina last month and we had never even met before the podcast live so the it was it's, it's been such such a cool experience the i would love it for you guys to come today's march 6 through 8 sign ups right now go to hybendigital.com forward slash mastermind we also have a room block set up it's three days downtown austin great really cool hotel really cool uh, convention center that we're going to be hosting it and we're gonna get a chance to i can't wait to meet you guys i can't wait for you to meet other listeners i can't wait for you to develop these new interactions and really what we're teaching. Yeah, last year it was like, how do you make a business better? But the market was just starting to turn and I was trying to give some people some advice of what to do when it, when it was happening. Now it has turned. And this time we're gonna be talking so much about how to pivot and what to do next. So uh, again, I hope you signed up for the mastermind. Sorry for such the long advertisement, but I can't wait to meet you. Ibendigital.com forward slash mastermind. That's brilliant. So the yeah. so you find clients that are that are thinking about it, or they're like, "I like this house, but I'd rather rent it." You say, "Well, let's see what home partners can do." You reach out to them with whatever affiliation. They're like, "Okay, we will buy it." They tell you guys the numbers ahead of time. If it's too high or the rent doesn't work, the client says no. But if if it works, the client says yes, and they'll go buy it. And then, are you representing home partners on the purchase? Is that how you're getting your commission? Correct. Yep, I represent home partners on the purchase exactly. So then that's how you get your full 3% commission. And um, the, yeah, so your client will actually get approved with them beforehand and they will get a set rent price that they're approved for. So say it's like $3,000 a month. Also, all of their rents are way below market value. So a $3,000 a month rent might get you a $450,000 house, which is way cheaper than it would be to actually rent a $450,000 house right now. So, um, and they in Dallas they buy up to half a million. I think in Austin they buy up to six fifty. I think it just depends on the market and what kind of the average home price is. But so once my client knows what their rent amount is approved for, they can actually there's an algorithm on Home Partners website where it actually shows you the homes available and what they would be in rent. So before my client even goes and tours a property, they know what the rent's going to be on that home. That is great. Well, so people listening out there, if you've got a client that they've, they've kind of given up because of affordability or something else and, and home partners must make their money when they sell it later. And so they're picking people and they're counting on the fact that, that people want to live in their home and they want to live in their home for a few years and the, yeah. and not everybody wants to rent. Exactly. And, um, so there is a, like, if you do decide to purchase it back also, if, if you live into the home and you're like, Listen, oh, and they, and, you know, they, they really encourage your client to be part of the inspection process as well. So, you know, and which is not normal for a rental client. So that's awesome. And then also, even if there's not something that wasn't caught in the inspection, so you move in the HVAC's all janky, you can have home partners come in, they're your landlord, right? So they come in, they fix everything before you buy the place back. Um, but then also you're like, you know what? I don't like this home. And 
you can walk away from the lease and absolutely zero penalty. You do not have to buy the property back, but you have the choice to at any point during your lease. So they escalate the purchase price like 5% every year. And so the market right now, at least, is appreciating more than that. So say the home buyback price is like 400, but the home is worth 420. They will honor that buyback price that was decided upon uh, before lease execution. So you could actually move into the property or at least buy it back with equity in it, even though your monthly payments are not going towards the equity, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that's a that's a fascinating program. I think people need to look into more and see maybe other ones they have in their area. What's your business setup like right now? Like what's what what's your what's your layout? How many people are on, are are you on a team? Are you not? Are you are you, do you do it all by yourself? Do you have assistance? What's what's your process? Yep. So I I joined a year ago. I joined a more boutique brokerage. So I started out with KW. I know a lot of people do. They were awesome for education, right? And it was a great place to start my business. Once I really like got my legs, I uh, decided to move to more boutique brokerage here in Dallas. It's called Reflect Real Estate. And um, there's just a few of us at Reflect, but I am not a part of a team. Um, me and my husband have our own team. So uh, he works with me full time. He's my buyer's agent and I focus on the listings. So between the two of us, I mean, I feel like we're able to, he was working in lending before. And then once my business just took off in 2021, I was like, I really need you to focus full time on this. Of course, we also have a one-year-old at home. So he uh, quit the lending business and it's been awesome to have him on board. We also do have showing assistance um, in case for some reason we can't make it out there, you know, to meet with clients or we're out of town, but uh, it's been great to kind of partner together in our business. Cool. So what are your goals for 2023? How many transactions do you think you'll do? What's your, what's your average sales price? Okay. Yeah. Good question. So I do typically skew more towards luxury. Um, and I of course work with people across all price points, but that's just more my volume. So this year, the goal is 30 transactions. Um, and I'd like to hit, Oh, 10 million in volume would be great. I'm on track. I have, so I also, a huge part of my business is land. I work with a ton of developers and land for me is kind of a hack because it's luxury price points, right? Uh, but not the same sort of, you know, physical work that showing homes and listing homes is, right? So I work with lots of developers in the Dallas area, multifamily developers, um, subdivision developers, and I do touch. So a lot of my volume is land actually. So, um, you know, I'm working right now on a huge uh, $30 million land deal, which of course would blow my goal right out of the water. We can't count any eggs, you know, until yeah. uh, the closing table, but that would be awesome. So that's kind of my goals for 2023. And we're on track to do that. And my typical, if we take the land, I think the land really skews my typical closing price. So if we take that off the table, I would say on average, it's about $700,000. Okay. On average, 700. How many transactions normal, non-land, do you think? Uh, 20. Cool. Yeah. So $2,700,000 homes this year. The Working with your husband, he'll take some of those signed calls and he might turn them into other buyers. Exactly. What, what are the trends you're seeing with land prices right now in Dallas? <sighs> they are through the roof. It's so crazy. You can't even trust the MLS anymore. And I know a lot of commercial deals, they also use LoopNet. So, um, 
it's so funny because there's so many times I'll call um, brokerages that have land listed and say, you know, we're interested in your land is 2.6 million. They're like, this 2.6 million last week, it's at 3 million now because land prices are just like through the roof in Dallas. Actually, my husband told me this morning that they just announced today that they are building a Universal Studios in Frisco, Texas. Wow. Just announced today. So it and because that was announced today, I probably have to call three other people that I have looking at land in and around Frisco and Prosper and be like, guys, it just doubled. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's just how land is. It's just crazy. Get your offer in before they hear about it. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but um, it's been good. I think that, you know, developers are well capitalized. It's not like we're looking at individual lots, right? So, and they know, you know, the value of it. Land is just going to keep going up in value. It's buying dirt is one of the best things you can do. So, yeah. Yeah. It, the, I mean, that just shows how strong the Dallas market is right now. If land is still on fire and still really booming, land has slowed down quite a bit down in the Austin area right now, price point wise. So yes, that does mean you guys are doing great up there. So yeah. the, so let's talk about your podcast. So uh, you, you and another gal run a podcast. What's the name of that podcast? What do you guys talk about on there? It's called good, good investing. And we talk all about investing in commercial real estate. Yeah. So the, are you, have you invested in commercial real estate? Or is that something that you're, or is it because you've done a whole bunch of transactions that you're an expert at being able to coach people through that? So, um, I am, yeah, so we, I have been investing in commercial real estate for eight years and I've been investing for eight years. I invested passively in commercial real estate, right? So I was just a passive investor. It wasn't until about the syndication two, type thing. Exactly. And, and for those listening, syndication is a fancy word for crowdfunding real estate. That's all that it is. So when we say multifamily syndication, we are crowdfunding the purchase of these gigantic 20, $30 million multifamily buildings, right? And passive investors come on to the, um, come on to the purchase as a capital partner. So they're bringing capital to the table and they're awarded equity in the property based on their capital contribution, right? So I was doing that forever. And then I moved to the active side because I, I just love it so much. So I'm a buyer on the active side. I'm not representing the transaction as a broker. We do work with brokers, but since we buy all across the US, we I don't represent, I guess, the buyers in those transactions. I am the buyer in those transactions, if that makes sense. Um, and it's been awesome. Last year in 2022, we closed on five buildings, 800 units, and that's about a million and five dollars in volume just last year. Yeah. Very, awesome. very cool. So the, so good, good investing is the podcast. You've got yeah. good projections for the next year. You know, as we're wrapping this thing up, is there anything else that you think that real estate agents out there need to hear or people need to hear or something you wish you would have known when you first got into real estate? Yes. Gone are the days of sticking your foot in the door type sales. I was taught at my first brokerage about door knocking, cold calling, all these things. And I, what I would, what I wish I had told, I had known when I first started real estate, and what I'll tell your listeners is, don't waste your time. People, especially today, you need to bring value before you ever ask for business. So constantly think of ways that you can bring free, non-pressured, no obligation value to your friends, your family, your sphere, and beyond in creative ways, in creative, like I said, under 45 second ways. Um, 
that is going to mean so much more to a potential client than just saying, hey, reminder, I buy and sell real estate. Let me represent you. So I, I just want to kind of leave everyone with that. Um, bring value, education. It's just absolutely priceless. Yeah. I love it. What a, what a great thing to finish on because we have, you know, one of the beautiful things about real estate is there is a million ways to do it. One of the great things about real estate is there's like a very low barrier to entry. You don't need to be, a, have a master's degree uh, in college somewhere. You can get licensed. You can start learning and go through that process. And I love that idea that for even people right now who door knocking and outbound calling is your jam that you love that. And that seems to be working take what Rachel's talking about there and see if you can take that business plan that you have, but lead with value that lead with information that lead with education. Maybe the whole point of door knocking is giving them a flyer of, you know, trends going on in their neighborhood, a new restaurant that opened and like what's happening with sales prices, you know, just stuff or something that's just telling, Hey, go back to my Instagram page and I'll share more stories. I think that there's, a way that we can do some of those same things. But just like she said, before we ask for business, being able to do something uh, to offer and offer education. You know, listeners, as a reminder, the we've got our Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind March 6 through 8 in Austin. We're staying at the Driscoll downtown. It's going to be just a great, great time. If you want more information on that and you haven't registered yet, go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com forward slash mastermind. Go check out Rachel's podcast, the Good Good Investing podcast. Or Rachel, where do they find you on social media if they have more questions about your business, they want advice, or they want to send you some of those referrals you were talking about? Pretty easy. I'm just Rachel Sells Dallas, R-A-C-H-E-L. Rachel Sells Dallas. I love it. The uh, Rachel, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks, Aaron. It was great to be here. And Real Estate Rockstars, thanks for listening. All right, real estate rock stars, this is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully, you guys loved listening to that one, and I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have, and also, we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free, but what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients, and we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. 
Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.